0: Hold on, let me just count.
1: Greetings, 7 Second Delay fans. (laughs) Tonight, we celebrate the writer's strike by airing two more interviews that 7 Second Delay fans conducted with Andy Breckman and myself. Tonight, we bring you part two of Nadia. Nadia's interview, Nadia's uh, longtime WFMU listener who's in fourth grade. And then the second half of the hour, we will hear Dan from the UK. But without further ado, so we don't run out of time like we did last week, here is Nadia part two.
2: Nadia, do you really have 46 questions?
0: 43 questions. Are they
2: all numbered? Are they all numbered on that page? No. Can I I ask you, I'd like to hear question number 34 next. Okay, fine.
0: Hold on, let me just count one.
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: I'd like to hear. Actually, you.
0: I'm just gonna pick a question from like the last page because that's probably where they are.
1: Okay.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, but, how old may... were you when you got your first cell phone? This is a funny one.
2: Well, now are you asking me this because you're talking to your parents about getting a cell phone?
0: No, not necessarily. But I know that you guys were pretty old when you got your first cell phone. So how old were you when you got your? <laughs>
2: first well, phone? I was in my I was in my forties. Yeah. But wait a minute, Nadia. Nadia, do you have a cell phone? No. Are you do you want do you have any friends at school that have cell phones? All of them, literally. I know parents. all of them. Uh, if your parents are listening, Nadia's parents, what are their names, Nadia? I forget. What are their names, your parents? Their first um, names.
1: Mom and dad. Nick and
2: Yeah, Matt, Nick. Madeline, Nick
0: Madeline.
2: and Madeline. If you're listening to this, for God's sake, every one of her friends has a cell phone. It's just not fair. And she needs the cell phone because uh, if, if you ever uh, get lost and, and, and can't pick her up, she wants to be able to call you. It's a very good safety device, isn't it, Nadia? Yes,
0: definitely.
2: And also, all your friends are, are playing with their other friends. They're making play dates, and you, you can't be in on that because you don't have a cell phone. They're there all calling too. each other. I know. There it's you. just not fair. It's just okay. not fair, and they have some reasons why you're too young. But I don't think you're too young. Do you, Nadia? No, I don't. Okay, okay. my answer, my answer to you. When did I get a cell phone? I was exactly your age. <laughs> tell your parents. How
0: is that even possible?
2: I'm you not just like. Tell your of- parents. I'm trying to help you, kid. Oh, okay. I'm trying to help your argument.
0: <laughs> okay, totally. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You had like you had an iPhone. You had an iPhone when you were nine.
2: Totally, exactly your age. And you know how old Ken was? Exactly your age. Nine years old. Okay, that works.
1: No, I was really old. I I tried to hold off getting um, a cell phone. I tried to stick with a pager for as long as I could until until it just became ridiculous and I had to get a cell phone. Okay. But I, I was um, also probably in my forties, thir- late late thirties or forties.
0: Okay, so now we're just going to move back to the beginning because Andy made me go to question 36. So what job did you want to do as a kid?
1: I wanted to be a toy maker, and then I wanted to be an astronaut.
0: Okay. That's pretty reasonable, yeah.
2: Andy? What did I want to do as a kid? What was my dream?
1: Yeah, what did you want to be as a grown-up?
2: Well, uh, believe it or not, uh, I remember thinking I could uh, be a, a... Major league baseball player, and then uh, uh, because I was pretty amazing when I was uh, four years old, scooping up balls yeah. in the front yard. Yeah. But then, as as soon as I got to little league, uh, I realized uh, I was lacking in what they call talent.
1: Right. Did they take your scoop away when you got to little league? Yeah,
2: I was. Uh, it was really it was really sobering. I remember realizing, uh, That's sad. I don't I don't have any natural ability here. <laughs> And I better have a plan B. I better have a plan B. But I, even though I wasn't very good, I believe it's more realistic a dream than Ken wanting to be an astronaut. Okay. So, okay. so I went right from that. I, I decided I couldn't be a ball player. So I wanted, then I decided I'd be a professional shoplifter.
0: Okay.
2: And okay. I, I did that for a while.
0: All right. Next question What made you want to work in broadcasting or in writing comedy?
2: Andy, what made okay. you want to... Well, be- Ken, what what, what what made you go into broadcasting, Ken?
1: Um, I was uh, really into radio, and uh, I was lucky enough that my high school had a low-power radio station. Um, so I, I just started doing it and, and just really fell in love with it.
2: And I, and Nadia, I can't remember any time in my life, even back when I was your age, when I wasn't thinking about comedy and how jokes are constructed and what would make the pretty girl sitting next to me laugh. So you were like the class clown at your age? I was, I was too shy, believe it or not, to really be the class clown. But in my head, in my, in my head, I was the class clown. I would think of funny things to say, but I often was too shy to actually say them.
0: Okay, so just a shy class clown. I was a quiet, I was a
2: secret, I was what I guess you would call a secret class clown.
0: Or basically just a rule follower or a not disturber of the class, because if you were a class clown, you would disturb the class. And if you yes. weren't, that means you're just gonna, you're a good student.
2: The other word for that, the medical term for what I was, was loser. Oh, loser. Boy. Now, Nadia, who is the, who is the class clown in your class?
0: Okay, that's that's hard. There's
2: a lot of people, but but who's the fu- who's the boy that's always trying to be funny?
1: Why does it have to um, be a boy? Yeah,
0: why does it have to be a boy?
2: Because that's what boys do. Who's the boy? It's a girl. It's a girl. Okay, who's what's her name? Mia. Mia and is Mia really genuinely funny, or does she just try to be funny, or some or it's half and half? It's half and half. Would you do me a favor? Would you be nice to Mia? Okay. She needs it. She needs it. I can, I can, I feel her pain. Okay. Yep. Totally.
0: Yep. I'm going to do that. Yep.
2: Okay. Write that down. Be nice to Mia. Did you write it down?
0: Wait.
2: (laughs) But you know, the only way you can be nice to Mia, Nadia, is if you actually go to school. And the only way to go to school is to stop faking being sick.
0: I'm not. Okay. I'm probably actually school tomorrow
2: because i have the state test tomorrow so yes oh anyway. the state test oh are anyways. you ready are, are you ready for the state test
0: totally anyways
2: get a good next night's question. sleep bring your pencils
0: yep next hey, you, question. Want, you want me to give you
2: a little tip about the state test sure every answer is b no it's every not. single one no yes. it's not i was reading one. an article yes i read an article about it every answer is b why 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 you could finish that test in two minutes
0: okay but
2: then there's the writing part what do i do about the writing part just write b a lot yeah just right just write 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 about b bumblebees
1: yeah if every word if every word begins with b you'll be okay
2: yeah trust us we're adults
0: okay next question what are you the most proud of in your career?
1: Wow, what a great question.
2: That's a very good question. Ken, do you want to go first? Uh,
1: I, I guess um, securing WFMU's broadcast license from Uppsala College's bankruptcy. Um, okay. Yep.
2: Boring. Boring. <laughs> How
1: about you, Andy? Well,
2: to be honest, I was going to say the same.
1: <laughs> come on andy
2: the thing i'm proudest of
1: yeah of all your movies and tv shows and uh writing projects and the toy company I guess,
2: I guess i did write one when i when when i was working on the academy awards uh when was that that was oh my god it must be 18 19 years ago was that when steve, wrote, steve martin was yeah the host? Was steve martin was hosting i wrote i wrote two jokes for his opening monologue that that i thought were just perfectly constructed jokes and uh and i remember thinking uh that's probably as good as i'll ever do <laughs> and did he use them yeah yeah no i wrote well i wrote many jokes but the but i but two of them uh most of them he didn't use you know of course yeah but okay. uh but but i did write two that he used that i was very proud
0: all right, that sounds like a great part of your career. Yes,
2: it was the high. It was it was it was something I was proud of. If that's if you're asking, and it's certainly more interesting than well, I got the license. I filed uh, the legal papers uh, on schedule, and I got the license from Upsala College.
0: I, I actually <laughs> saw one of the things you made. Uh, I saw Monk.
2: Oh yeah, what'd you think of that show?
0: It's it, it's good. Yeah, it's
2: funny. Thanks, Nadia. Thanks. Yeah, yeah Nadia tar-
1: is kind, kind of the uh, opposite of the target demographic
2: for Monk. You mean she's, she's under 70?
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. She's like way, yeah. uh, way under 70.
2: Well, maybe okay. Nadia's great-great-grandmother enjoys Monk.
0: Okay. All right, now it's the same subject again, but it's what is the least proud thing of your career or what is the time mo- you've been the most ashamed of in your career? <laughs>
2: oh my
1: gosh
2: oh yeah can you answer it
1: that's i don't think anybody's ever asked me that question before nadia this and this my... actually
2: this is actually the best interview i've ever had ever been uh, ever been asked to do
1: and my mind uh, just starts racing uh, across different shameful episodes I've, <laughs> had, I've had. And and there's just so many of them, and I, I don't know where to begin. Andy, what do you I think? I guess it was,
2: Nadia, when I started writing movies, some people had a list every year of the 10 worst movies of the year. Yes, they, so make nice. that, they make that list, because some people say, what's the 10 best movies? But other people say, what's the 10 worst movies? And when I started writing movies, i had two movie the same year on that list <laughs> two movies that i wrote and i think i really i don't know for sure but i think that's a record
1: was it uh moving was moving yes. moving was one yes. of them
2: and then that same year i had a, oh, I book, that.
1: a arthur two
2: yes arthur two moving and arthur
1: two year. wow
2: and, and there were worst lists, 10 worst lists. I don't think the person who compiled the list knew the same writer had written both. Because if he did, I'm sure that would have been his headline. Okay.
0: That's very interesting. And I'm sorry about that. Thank but you,
2: Nadia. But you know what? You have to, Ken, wouldn't you agree with this? You have to have struggles and low points in order to persevere and, and enjoy uh, your successes.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
2: So. Nadia, you're going to have. I'm sure you at school. Sometimes you have bad days, right, Nadia? Yeah. But but you know they don't last forever, right? Yeah. You're sad for a couple of minutes, but then you but then you think tomorrow will be a better day. Yeah. Every sunrise is like a reset button. You get to start okay. over. Yeah.
0: All right. That, that's that, that's amazing. Yes. That, that's a, I'm going
2: to put that in my quote book. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Every every sunrise is like a big yellow reset button.
1: Why is it yellow?
2: Because the sun is yellow. Not always. But I this mean, is a can... reset.
1: It's a reset button.
2: But it's the sun. That's the metaphor.
1: But it should be green because it's like go. Green for go, you know.
2: Okay. Reset. Um, anyway. Nadia, Nadia, help me here.
0: Um, with, with the next question, can I help you with the yes, next question? Yes, the next question. Okay. Did, you, did you, do you ever think about changing your job now?
2: I want to hear Ken's answer.
1: Uh, no, I don't actually. I, I... why not? <laughs> there's uh, there's certainly things that I, I would like to do uh, again at FMU or again in radio that I haven't done for a really, really long time, um, especially radio theater and uh, sort of the radio sketch comedy uh, with sound effects and music that I used to oh. do. When, when I was um, in high school and college. Oh,
2: that would be great. I mean, it's very time-intensive. Yeah. I mean, it's, pre, it's a lot of production. It is.
1: It's really time-intensive. Well,
2: but you're so busy, Ken. I can't imagine I you find, <laughs> finding out.
1: I know. Like, we you used carve to, out
2: enough time to?
1: Yeah, we used to meet at the uh, radio station like every other night. Um, and then on top of that, we would be spending so much time writing these things, but uh, that was just so much fun. I really loved doing that. I would love but, to do that. But
2: again. Kenny, Kenny, now that your kids are out of the house and grown, maybe it's something you could consider yeah. doing. It was something you really love doing. Yeah.
0: How
1: about you, Andy? Yeah.
0: How about you, Andy?
2: Oh my gosh. I forgot the question.
0: It, um, did you ever oh. think of switching jobs now?
2: You know, after my, I had a TV show on and it was a lot of work for about eight or nine years. And when that show ended, I wanted to try something different. Uh, And so I started a toy company and that was really fun because it was so different. Uh, And, uh, and that might be one of my favorite uh, side jobs I ever had. And so, but that, but, uh, but now I'm looking forward to just, you know, I'm, I'm older than Ken and, and way, 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 way older than you. And now I want to just maybe uh, take it easy and not work so hard and, I'm building a pickleball court. I'm going to be playing a lot of pickleball. Okay.
1: where Let's are you Where are you building this pickleball court in your backyard?
2: Yeah. Well you know ball. you know my garage. I have a detached garage. Yes, that's it's where behind all... the gra- it's, it's behind the garage.
1: This is the garage where you hoard gasoline and hand sanitizer.
2: Yes, now I'm hoarding gasoline, hand sanitizer, and pickleball paddles.
0: Okay, that sounds. Interesting. Yeah,
1: it'd be a shame was... if a wayward pickleball broke through the window of your detached garage and ignited the whole thing.
2: Oh, yeah. that's why I no longer buy flat those flammable pickleballs. Oh, that's good. Those exploding pickleballs. Yeah.
1: Thank God for the <laughs> FDA to get those things off the market.
2: Yeah. I never saw the point of them anyway.
1: The live's. Lives that were lost through the exploding pickleballs and jarts.
2: Wait, what are jarts?
1: Jarts. Weren't jarts the lawn darts that were killed? Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, my God. How did that ever get approved by anyone? How did that slip through? Oh, my God.
1: Nadia, in the the 70s, there was a toy called jarts, which were were, um, little spears that had Nerf... That had like, play
0: with?
1: Yeah, yeah, like they had like Nerf, they had like Nerf bodies, but at, at the front of it though, it was really, really sharp. Like it could really hurt you. It, it would go right into yeah.
2: your. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm sure in very small letters on the box it said, uh, <laughs> "Hey, make sure the coast is clear."
1: So, um, well, we're, okay. we, we we I guess we have time for a few more questions, Nadia.
2: Nadia, ask us your very, very favorite questions that are still remaining. Uh, Okay. Um, Wait, can I say as an aside, and I bet Ken would agree, Nadia, you know what you could really do as a career when you're older? What? You could be a really good journalist because these are great questions, and you're really asking, and they're the best questions we've been asked so far, aren't they, Ken? Yeah, and you
1: prepared, you really prepared for the interview by coming up with this great list of questions, so you did a great job.
2: And you've been asking follow-up questions? You've really been pretending to listen, like a real journalist pretends (laughs) pretends to listen?
0: I'm I'm totally listening, you
2: know. Uh, See see how good that is? We really believe you. That's how believable you are.
0: You guys want to hear my favorite question?
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: All right. So, okay. Who would you ask, if not your wife, if you realize you have a tick stuck between your butt cheeks, who would you ask to remove it?
2: Ken who would you ask there was a tick stuck between your buck's butt cheeks
1: yeah probably if if my son or daughter were available I feel like it might be worth it to subject them to that kind of horror
2: I guess my answer would be if you know if Ken's son or daughter were available that they would be my first choice
0: <laughs> <laughs> why
2: so Ken and I are in complete accord on this question okay it's it would be Harry or Daisy. <laughs> okay. I'll, that's I'll, nice. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll warn them yeah tell them to stand by yeah because because tick, tick season is coming up it is
1: tick season right now have you had any okay.
2: ticks i know can i know you yes. have a real phobia about ticks don't you i do
1: nadia have you had oh, any yes, ticks?
0: there is actually a question what's your worst phobia
2: guys oh that's a very good question
1: yeah for me it might be rats uh
2: Really? Yeah. I really, never knew that. Yeah, I never knew that. really
1: hate rats. Not mice. I do differentiate between them. They have to be really big for them to become
0: scary. So, like big, like New York City rats?
2: Yeah. Okay. Is this because you had a bad experience with rats?
1: Yeah, I did. You did
2: what? As a kid or recently?
1: No, as a young adult living in rat-infested buildings in, in Manhattan. Oh,
2: baby. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Wow.
1: I never got bit okay. by one.
0: What about you Andy? What about you Andy? What's your worst
2: phobia? Well, it's a great question. I have a lot of I guess mild phobias. What's yours? Phobia? Well, what keeps me up at night is I worry about my kids. When my kids are like if they don't call or they're running late, uh, I just I have all these horrible worst-case scenarios going through my head. Wow. I don't even share them. I don't even share them with with my wife because they're just horrible. Okay. Um but and but you know what? Uh, makes you know what puts me at ease and and brings me comfort and so i don't worry about them as much all my kids have cell phone tell your parents that's why i can sleep at night because i can call them and make sure they're okay
1: and do you do that a lot just call and check call them up you know what
2: that's a good question it's sometimes well my kids are older now and sometimes when i'm worried about my kids you know what i do I think of other reasons to call them. I don't call them and say I'm worried about you. I so think you of, basically
0: just call them for. No I think reason, of a stupid reason. A
2: to, I think of a stupid reason, a stupid question to call them. What I'm really doing is checking in on them without them knowing.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: and that's what parents. That's what parents do. That's parents raise <laughs> that to an art form.
1: Huh, I missed that okay. memo. I think I missed that memo about parenting
0: okay maybe um maybe you can <laughs> may, question
2: okay I, go ahead Nadia. i don't know i don't know if i'm the expert you want to consult so me.
0: um this this these questions are going to be about school but this one is a yes or no question um okay i think uh, did my, answer, like is, my like answer is like school it's a yes or no question oh
2: what was the question to say, i'm afraid I'm, do you like did you like school oh i'm really afraid to answer it because I don't want you to. Uh, I don't want you to feel badly about. No,
0: school. it's fine. I don't really like school either. I don't,
2: yeah, but I don't want to encourage that. Uh, so I'm gonna. Can I? Can I? Um, no can, lying. Can I? Oh no, oh no! lying. Oh, you should have said that 20 minutes ago. <laughs> can I just pass? Can I? Can I yield the I rest mean, of my? Yeah. T- go ahead. Go
0: I'll ahead. yield
2: the rest of my time to Ken Friedman.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I I both liked it and hated it at, at different times and different years and sometimes even within the same year, different classes. Uh, there were definitely years there where I absolutely hated some classes and loved other classes. So yeah, it was okay, never.
0: that sounds like me. Yeah,
2: it was oh, never. Okay, I guess I guess I had mixed feelings too. I I hated it and was bored to tears by it. So I went. I yeah. alternated between those two. All right, and next I, question. I, I was bored next. because I already knew everything. I I was lucky.
1: I, I really appreciate the good teachers that I had. The good teachers I had really, really helped me.
2: Oh, I had some good teachers too. You're That's right. It. Okay. I had good
0: teachers too.
2: Oh, fine. Yes, I like having good teachers. Fine.
0: Okay, next fine. question. What was your fine. favorite subject?
2: I'll admit to that. Fine. <laughs>
1: Favorite subject, like in, in what grades, I guess?
0: I mean, I don't know. In the ones you can remember?
2: Well, how? what grade are you in, Nadia? Fourth. What's your favorite subject?
0: I don't know. I like recess. <laughs> and I like lunch.
2: Yeah, I like I like recess, too. That's what I love about being an adult. Every day is kind of recess.
0: <laughs> okay. What about you, um, Ken?
1: Uh... I guess I I guess I like uh, my science classes the best. In general. Hey,
2: Nadia, you know what I'm going to put on my tombstone when I die? I just decided. What? I'm going to put three words on my tombstone. I liked recess. <laughs> I think that'd be so great on a tombstone. Because that kind of sums up my philosophy of life.
0: Tombstone. I mean, yeah. I think Honestly, I, why don't you just put RIP? Mean-
2: Ken, what would, go on, what would go on your tombstone?
0: That's a good, that's
2: a very good question. It is a good question. <laughs> you know what Ken would put on his tombstone?
1: What? What would I put on my tombstone?
2: I secured getting the license to my radio station from Uppsala <laughs> College. <laughs> that would be on your tombstone.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that that's correct.
2: Because you heard him say it, right, Nadia? That's what he's <laughs> proudest of.
0: Yep, that's that's a great that's a great quote to put on a
2: tombstone. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what if Ken dies before me, I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'll, put that uh, on his
0: tomb.
1: Yeah, choice. I'll have to make that into an acronym of some sort. So <laughs> like okay. like INRY. How about INRY?
2: <laughs> okay. INRY. What does that mean?
1: No, INRI. That, that that's the acronym that's uh above Jesus's head on Jesus on the cross.
2: I did. I, this okay. is new to me. Really? I think. Hey, I, I not, think.
1: I think in okay. Latin. Okay. Um, uh,
0: oh.
2: Okay. What was oh. your
0: um, least favorite subject?
2: Well, we just dodged a bullet. Ken was about to teach us Latin.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, well, least okay. least favorite subject. Yes. Grammar.
0: Grammar. Yep. Grammar. Math. I, I didn't
2: like math. Uh. Well, math. Well, I have a four-way I tie for I, that I, answer. I had. There were a few. There were a number of subjects that were not my favorite. Language. Well, what was uh, like your language. One Favorite. well probably language or you know Spanish I took it oh yeah math. Um, hey Nadia I think I have time for one more question because I have to okay. I have to run
0: okay do you guys uh, want to do the game?
2: Is it a very quick game?
0: yeah it's, there's like only three questions so okay everyone wants to know which is the smartest between the two of you <laughs> So there're gonna be three questions what's smaller a pint or a quartz? If you went to school and you listened in school, you should know this.
2: A pint. A pint or a quart. A pint or a quart,
0: yes.
2: A pint. I believe it's a pint. You know why I believe it's a pint? Because Ken Uh, said pint. Yeah. Ken is smarter than me, and he said pint. Yes, yes,
0: it's it's pints because there's two pints in one
2: Uh, quart. Uh huh. I think the answer is two or three pints. There are two or three pints in a quart.
1: Not for Hawaiian punch. In Hawaiian punch, it's two Uh, pints to a quart.
0: Okay, so that's, question. That's why next, I know the question. next question. What yes. is bananaphobia?
1: Fear of bananas.
0: Yeah. Good job. It is that.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say fear of big words. Okay, what's your last question?
0: Okay, last one is what is the goal of life? <laughs> what's the, the goal, goal of life? What
2: is the goal of life? The goal of life, I think, is to have as few regrets when you're on your deathbed as possible.
0: Okay. As few
2: things you feel bad about at the end of your life.
0: Technically, the goal of life can be anything. So no matter what you said, both of you would be right. But (laughs) but, 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 (laughs) since Ken said banana phobia and you said fear of big words, then Ken would win. So.
2: Well, I well, I knew I knew going into this game that Ken was smarter than me, uh, so that doesn't surprise me. Nadia, I have to run, but I have to say this is the best interview yet.
1: All right, it really did was, you... Nadia. Great job, Nadia. I'll send you the tape of it, and I'll also let you know when we're going to broadcast it. All right. All right. Oh, Andy, Andy disappeared. Yeah. All right. Great job, Nadia. You really did a wonderful job. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you, you soon.
0: All
1: right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. That was tonight's first of two interviews. That was with nine-year-old Nadia. And uh, if you like Nadia, you can hear her regular segment on the Wake and Bake program. I believe she's on Friday mornings, uh, every Friday morning at 721. Andy Breckman is out of town for six weeks. And uh, during his absence, we are airing interviews that fans of the program conducted with me and Andy. And uh, this is the third week out of six weeks of listener interviews. The next interview is going to be listener Dan from the UK. I actually um, I
3: got into uh, seven second delay about the same time I started listening listening to WFMU. i can't remember i can't remember how i got to wfmu i think it was through ubu web i was listening to cut-up artists and uh things like people like us probably it was people like us Uh uh-huh and i remember because um
2: ken are you familiar with these references that he's yes
3: (laughs) yes i am
2: because it just sounds like gibberish to me
3: that's fine that's it does sound like gibberish yeah Uh, but but that's that's the appeal
2: and uh so you got turned on and what year is so you're that was in cambridge you're you're talking to us from cambridge
3: yeah that's right that was actually the funny thing is that's when i just moved down i was living on my own my wife was staying uh, she lived in we lived together in dundee i moved down to cambridge for work and uh i was kind of lonely and i i turned i remember it was one evening i turned the radio i turned on wfmu live i thought okay i'm gonna listen live and i heard you and ken talking and uh i remember the line you were like okay uh i think i just lost the will to live <laughs> <laughs> oh is it that time yeah it's uh it's quarter past six it's the time i lose the will to live i was just like what is this who is this guy
2: yeah, and, uh, who is this guy
3: <laughs> what's going on like, well, um, and
2: i be and i became a substitute for your for your wife, who you exactly. left behind. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I'm yeah. pleased that I'm proud <laughs> to have filled that role.
3: It was a, it was a substitute friend in, in this isolation I was living in. It was like, okay, who are these guys? And the, the thing that was funny about that was, uh, that you were both in on the joke. You were making Ken laugh and Ken was laughing at you. And then you, you were laughing because Ken was laughing. And that was like this real genuine connection that I could hear between you um and that, just from that moment i was hooked
2: uh, um, making making ken laugh is is uh is why i do this and he's a he's a tough room he's <laughs> he's sometimes a tough laugh uh, and then what do you so, so you so you came down to cambridge uh, to work what kind of work was that
3: it's basically computer work it's called bioinformatics so computers biology on computers
2: Biology on computers. No, nobody's, nobody's interested in that.
1: (laughs) Nobody's interested.
2: That's of no no use to anyone.
1: (laughs) Sounds interesting to me.
2: (laughs) Biology is meant to be in the swamps. Biology is outdoors. Biology on computers. That makes no sense. Like what, like, what did you do today? What's the typical day when you're working?
3: Yeah, I mean, today's been quite interesting. I had a few uh, calls. I'm trying to organize a conference talking to a few people uh, tried to write up some technical documentation. So how about you? What was your, what was your day to today? You're, you're away from, uh, you're away from your family, right?
2: I am. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, pulling a Dan. When you leave your wife for <laughs> an extended time, it's called pulling a Dan. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, uh, I'm out of town for, uh, six weeks and this is week two.
1: Yeah. Where are you, Andy?
2: I'm, uh, at, I'm, uh, I'm out of town. What
1: <laughs> what what country are you in, Andy?
2: What's you know, I now in? In, in hindsight, I should have been more attentive when I landed. I don't honestly know where I am. Ah, uh, did they stamp uh, your passport? Yes. Wait, I'll go get my passport. Yeah, you can see what they stamped. Yes. I'm in Canada.
1: We'll wait. Uh, okay. Oh, in Canada.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm working in Canada. And uh and Ken, what did you do today?
1: I just fought with people all day.
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. It was one what, of those one of those days.
2: What was uh, what was the conflict? What was the issue?
1: Uh well one of the issues was a roofer who I hired to repair the roof at WFMU.
2: Yeah. What could possibly go wrong there?
1: Yeah, no, it went really wrong.
2: Wait, wait, wait. You didn't hire a listener, did you?
1: No, no. I oh, heard, OK, then.
2: I hired a professional roofing company. <laughs> oh,
1: OK, then. And they did a lousy job and I did something that I almost never do. In fact, this might be the first time I ever went and left a bad online review
2: for oh, wow. a, company,
1: a company that I dealt with. And man, I was shocked. They called me up like, you know, within a few hours of me leaving the bad review. Uh, begging me to change the bad review to a positive
2: review and were they willing to come and 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 fix the job for yes. free yeah
1: they did they came back and uh, fixed it a little bit not completely but because I,
2: only you could change it right yeah oh that gives you oh so you did have a little leverage there i oh that's fantastic never and never it,
1: never imagined that leaving a lousy review for a company on google maps it was on google maps it wasn't even on like Yelp Yelper
3: and then did lip. you
2: did you in fact go back and 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 change or modify the review
3: I'm not going to say this this could be a show concept yeah, I good I'm, I'm famous for my Google Maps reviews um, amongst myself I'm world famous <gasps> really huh yeah but uh
2: but you, so, and now, so have you ever left a, have you ever left a negative and or harsh review Dan
3: I have uh, and I left it under my real name and uh but when they checked, they checked the customer records to find out who this was and it was my wife's phone number and they rang her and they started giving her a hard time. Wow. But, uh, so I changed my name now on Google. So, so they can't trace me.
2: But I was, would have, if that had happened to me, I would have divorced my wife just to keep it, just to be separated yeah, yeah. and, uh, and not be, not be responsible for anything that might way. happen. Honey, you're on your own.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you use, you, you use your wife's phone number.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so Dan, um, I know you have a big list of questions to ask us tonight. So uh why don't you g- get going? Okay, yeah, is- yeah, yeah. I feel like I could
3: uh, talk to you for ages, but uh but uh yeah, I made the list just in case. Yeah. Um, I mean one of them was actually about the objective, making making Ken laugh. Yeah. So that seems to be that seems to be kind of uh the reason for a lot of shows.
2: Now that he's not getting high as much, it's really <laughs> tough. <laughs>
1: Uh, I get high just as much as I ever did.
2: Oh well, then I must be losing my my yeah.
1: edge. Yeah, something's wrong with the zingers, I think.
2: Um, what else? What else, Dan? What else is on your list? Well, Dan, I mean, you've always uh, wondered
3: things. I've always wondered. Yeah, I mean, I know I've heard you actually. Uh, I heard an interview with you guys ages ago. You talked about um, Andy. You talked about the show finding its voice. It's like a stunt show. And there was a particular episode where it's like, okay, you hit, you, you found your voice. You said it's like a Hollywood term, but in terms of the show, the show structure, that's that's um, that's kind of like I would, I get what you mean that there's there's a certain style to each episode, but in terms of your dynamic, that like you and you and Ken, that seems to change quite a bit. Like uh, funny man, straight man. You know, Ken often is a straight man, but you've also got like the funny man, funnier man uh dynamic and it's like uh, we flip like,
2: a, we flip a coin before every show
1: who's going to be funny
2: Yeah heads I'm funny
1: I wish we flipped a coin before every show that would be a real move towards uh preparation
2: Yeah we one, time, one time one time the coin one time the coin landed on its edge and it was the best show ever.
3: <laughs> that was it.
2: We
1: actually did a show we we did a show one time of flipping coins the entire hour to see if it was 50-50 heads and tails and amazingly enough that was a great show. I thought it was going to be terrible but that turned into a really great show.
2: That gives you an idea of how desperate we are for you know one of our one of our mandates that we've given ourselves is we we do something different. Every Every week even if even if the odds are against it working uh yeah. or and uh and so the coin flipping show oh my we must have been desperate
1: <laughs> yeah oh, we were like? yeah because i did not believe in that one but it turned out great sometimes the stupidest ideas turn out really great but what was the pitch like what were the ideas you rejected in favor of flipping a coin
2: what a great great question
1: oh why don't you pull up your list of rejected
3: ideas i should and-
2: i think that week, uh, my one idea was just taking a coin out of my pocket and just putting it on the table and staring at it. And then Ken took that idea and modified. Ken said we should. I like. Ken said I like the coin part, but we should be flipping it. Uh, let was, me see.
1: There I'm is g- w- there's one idea that Andy has pitched over and over again that I have rejected every time, which was the idea is that Andy has to try to go to sleep during the show
2: <laughs> oh my god wouldn't that be great no it would be that would be i'd terrible. bring a, I'd bring a little air matches or something you could yeah, talk every people could call
3: you have you've pitched uh, it shows you i've uh, been listening for too long uh, watching describing the TV watching live TV and describing it on the radio
1: if you combine those
3: falling asleep whilst describing yes. TV something like that
1: well, we we once did a uh, show where we watched a one hour long movie, I think, and we described the movie. Uh, years ago, we did do a show where we watched, we had a bunch of kids in the studio with us, and I think we were all watching TV. And that was one of my least favorite shows of all time.
2: Uh, I don't have enough memory on my computer to list my least favorite shows. <laughs>
3: well, um, I was going to say, i think heard yeah. you talk about least favorite, but um Certainly, I know some some of my favorite shows. I Sometimes, uh, I often actually listen. Uh, I, I go to bed and I put the earphones in and lie in bed listening. And my wife oh, I get... what,
2: a, what a treat for your wife. <laughs> <was> just, like, <laughs> to be lying next to a guy listening to me and Ken. That's worse <laughs> than listening to me and Ken. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, Jihadist chicken. I just, it was just so funny. Uh,
2: Wait, what was it?
3: Jihadist chicken. I won't even go into it because I don't even want to. <laughs> you got it. Was like on air chicken,
2: oh, yeah. chicken. Oh, on air chicken. Oh yeah. de- Oh,
3: dead air chicken. Dead, dead air, air
2: chicken. chicken. Yeah. How long right. we could go without any noise or sound? Yeah. Ken, yeah. Ken, uh, Ken will always buckle because he's the boss. He's the station manager. Yeah. And, and dead air is is the worst thing you could be broadcasting
1: but but yeah. i think i think i did a lot better than you thought actually the one time yeah we, we actually did play dead air chicken you became much more uncomfortable than i did
2: you're but very think- good you're, you're you're you know what it is that goes to show how competitive you are naturally <laughs> you can't you wouldn't want me to win but uh dan if you're interested these are some ideas that i i always i make notes all the time about ideas for shows and then i run them past can and and uh, and there are some that I always am, am repitching and re-repitching. If you're interested, one is um, uh, oh the, a recent one that I wanted Ken to do is to call people that donated to our show during the marathon and ask them why they didn't donate more. <laughs> and Ken hated that idea. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I... because because he he has he has this notion that we shouldn't be badgering our supporters
1: badgering is a nice way of putting it i think it's more like harassing them i I think ken probably has respect for human beings that's
2: yeah that's it and he but he'll outgrow that (laughs) and then uh let me see some other ideas were um oh have husbands oh dan you could do this have husbands or boyfriends call and uh describe their wife or girlfriend and it would be a beauty contest it makes sense we or would bridges. we would we would you know we don't need to even we don't need to see the wives or or hear from the wives or, yeah, so or talk can... to them we trust the boyfriends to be honest
1: yeah that's <laughs> really one of the most offensive ideas you've ever come up with well,
2: no it's the perfect setup it might be most... it might be the most <laughs> offensive yeah let me see get different listening. okay another one is uh if you're interested. You know that song "The Girl Is Mine" by Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Do you know that song, really, Dan? Do
1: the doggone girl is mine.
2: It's a it's a duet between Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney, and the girl is trying to choose between Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. I think it's the funniest song ever recorded. <laughs> I've heard I've heard every novelty song ever made. I've been a Captain, Dement, uh, uh, Captain Demento, wait, what's his, uh, what's his Dr. name? Dr. Demento. Dr. Demento fan for years. But uh, this is the funniest song. It's it's a girl having to choose between the cute beetle, Paul McCartney, and Michael Jackson. And I think there's a show there where we <laughs> can get women, something, to, something, yeah. women cute, to declare their, pre, their preference.
1: The cute Jackson. He was the cute Jackson. So it's a pretty fair yeah. contest. So Ken would take Michael or...
2: The cute I don't know. Versus. I don't know how. I don't know how the mechanics of that show. I don't know. Another show I tried to I tried to pitch again is we would get a uh, a piece of uh, plywood and some paint, and we'd open the show by painting the plywood. And we would uh, it would be a zoom show. We'd be zooming, and we'd all be literally watching paint dry.
1: I don't remember you pitching that. I actually.
2: Be, well, I maybe like... I didn't have, have the nerve to do it.
1: Yeah, I like that idea. You do? Yeah. I can't see a problem with
2: it no i don't see the problem either. oh man
1: the roofing company is calling me now
2: yeah but let's put him on the phone come on put him on let's oh, no. go no, come no. on Ken. can put him on speakerphone oh, hello man. you're on the air come on ken
1: hi you're on the air Hi, ken oh hey is this al yeah hey man how are you good how are you doing i'm doing good i just want to make sure the men took care of you that's why
4: i'm calling you i want to, I want to keep on top of you is it is it
1: we over there good for you? Yeah, it what? looks good. It definitely looks good. I'll uh, I'll change my review. What would you like me to say? What should I say in the review? Do you want to tell me exactly what to say in the review? You can dictate what I write in the review. I don't
4: think
2: that would be technical, though. You know, I think I want. I think you just you know come from the heart. Should, it, should you? I've always tried to you know solve your problems. I'm, I didn't run away, and you know, I, I'm I want to be a stand up guy okay they didn't they didn't run away they didn't run away they're stand-up guys i don't want to i don't want to disappoint okay you should you should say in the review that they have six fingers on each hand and it makes them excellent even better painters
1: all right sounds great al i will change the review as soon as uh, i'm done with what i'm in the middle of right now so it should be it'll be done within half an hour me,
2: man. thank you so much all right no problem thanks al bye-bye boy negative reviews boy yeah, were, you, were you guys able to hear al yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, okay, that's okay. like putting a loaded gun to somebody's face—a negative review. I—I
1: I had no idea.
2: Wow! Yeah. Did anyone? Does anyone have an option to write a review of our show, like publicly? Um, no,
1: I, I did. I, I wrote. Uh, got, I have two thumbs up in my reviews with me. No, we actually wow. have. there's a ton of reviews of our podcast on on uh, the Apple iTunes Store, Andy.
2: There is. Oh, yeah. I'd be scared. I'd be scared to read it.
1: Oh, I, I
3: read them sometimes. So that, I just pasted a review I did of a motorway service station.
2: And, uh, and how was their service?
3: It was funny. It wasn't, it, there, was, there was not enough
1: pet facilities. Right. So I, I mentioned it. I'm reading from Dan's review. It would be really good if this place had somewhere you could store your pet. Like if you were going on holiday or a long drive or a sleep or something like that, if they had pet storage, that would be five for five, no questions. What, what do you mean five for five? Uh, five stars.
2: Five stars, no question. No.
1: Five stars, no question.
2: You should add another review, Dan. Just like like now, like a second follow-up. Just a follow-up. My pet died, so ignore the previous review. No <laughs> longer, that. no longer, no longer applies.
3: No longer applies. Yeah, I, I I wanted to get the reviewer badge, so I, I needed to make long reviews.
2: And then another third review. Wait, he wasn't dead at all. <laughs> He was just stunned. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Now I need that. Uh, now I need that overnight facility again. <laughs> Wait, so do there are guys- hotels. There are hotels in England that do some of them uh, offer. Uh, pet dispensers? Uh, uh, places to put your pet.
3: Not that I'm aware of, but but I really felt, you know, I wrote the review from my heart. I,
2: I felt they could. It sounds heartfelt.
1: Wait, yeah, I thought this was a review for a gas station. Yeah
2: yeah I, I he, make- he wants to get wait you want the gas station to have a facility to hold your pets overnight
3: yeah or like get
1: a goldfish imagine you're going on
3: what road the
2: hell to- are you talking about it's a gas station well,
3: that's, well you that's know why
1: rest stops you know rest stops around the united states andy there's oftentimes a you know, a pet area.
2: What are you talking about? You pull into the Exxon and you don't say, gee, I wish there was a place to put my goldfish for the night here. Yeah,
1: but a lot of gas stations have pet walking
2: areas. They have
1: a little fenced in area because they know that you're on a long drive and you need some gas and you gotta let your dog go to the bathroom. Is that what
2: you're is that what you're looking for, Dan? A little fenced in area?
1: Among you know, other services, pet related services. With a lifeguard, mm-hmm. a pet a pet area with somebody sitting on a very high chair, watching all the animals to make sure they stay under control.
2: That would be some hell of an Exxon station. Yeah. Pet, lifegu- pet lifeguard next exit.
1: Yeah, I don't think Exxon would ever do that. I think it would. you'd have to have one of them mom-and-pop gas companies like Luke Oil. Only yeah, they me. would do it. Only they would do that.
2: Luke Oil is the mom-and-pop gas station franchise?
1: Yeah, or Gazprom. This is exactly what I wanted to get into. This, or Jason,
2: yeah, Jason's Gas. Have you ever seen them?
1: No, there's also BP. They're the eco gas. They're the green gas. <laughs>
2: yeah, the, the, do they have a green sign? Oh, yeah, they're totally oh, covered then, Beth, green. then that's where Beth would go. That's where my wife, my wife will spend eight times more for shampoo if it has a green label. <laughs> yeah,
1: British Petroleum has market they've marketed themselves as being (laughs) eco-friendly
2: what does that mean we haven't had a we haven't had a a tanker spill in the last seven years what does that mean
1: yeah exxon has all the tanker spills yeah at bp we plant wildflowers
2: if i was going to try to lure beth like if i was if i had some bad intention wanted to lure Beth, you just need a green sign green paint
3: yeah Let's let's workshop this. We can come back to this. Now, yeah, what but, other? Well, I'm sorry.
2: What other questions, Dan? We we um, digressed, and that's my fault.
3: <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry. It's 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 good stuff. It's uh
2: It's, it's not the, good uh, stuff, my friend. It's the
3: topic I wanted to get into, to be honest. Gas station, now. Yeah. But uh, I remember I, my favorite show was uh, I think uh, I think it was called something like Prejudice Hijack. You guys. Oh, bigot ambush. What was it?
1: Bigot ambush. Bigot
3: ambush. That was it. Yeah. And then you ended up with a black guy on the phone and he was just bemused because he had obviously no idea of the concept. Oh yeah. No matter what,
2: no matter what he said, I'm I'm sure I said, you're just being (laughs) anti-Semitic. No, no, no. We had a,
1: uh, you had a black guy hiding out on the phone (laughs) not talking oh yeah
2: that's right oh yeah that's right
1: just listening and then you talked to a white guy and tried to goad him into saying something racist
2: or even even mildly controversial right and then the black guy would leap out from the third on the third line
1: exactly like in that accuse him like in annie hall when marshall mcclellan comes out from behind the poster
2: it's every white american's worst nightmare there's a black guy listening (laughs)
1: Not every American's worst nightmare, but
2: I've never seen. Okay, I've never met anyone that wasn't their worst nightmare.
1: Quite a quite a few, I guess.
2: Oh, you're the expert now on their worst nightmares, I suppose. I guess being a station manager at FMU does make you the expert.
3: Yeah, the average American. Well, I know. I know you two obviously very competitive. Uh, you've had a lot of shows where you're trying to outcompete each other, but uh, I, I know there's kind of a there's a quiet competition in the background. You're desperate to outlive each other.
2: Yeah. So Yes, we have a hundred dollar bet. <laughs> I, I would, I would love to outlive Ken because I have some great ideas for his eulogy.
1: Right, but don't I'm, and out. I'm, I'm dying to outlive Andy because he said that there's some kind of, some kind of bequest that he's leaving. WFD, yeah, that's true. But there's a condition placed have, on it, and I will only learn of the condition at his funeral ceremony.
2: Uh, Here's a, here, here's a little hit, Ken. I uh, I hope the listeners are fond of Loggins and Messina. There's your hint.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Loggins and Messina. <sighs>
2: Wouldn't you yeah, agree I, that I, Messina carried that little band? Loggins was just dead weight.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Although I well, did
1: like I did like the song Kenny Loggins did with Stevie Nicks. That was a great song.
2: Remember that that's, one? Well, I'm afraid that's not on my uh, list, my Deadpool oh, list.
3: As yeah. so I was going to say, Ken, do you uh, do you plan to kind of dedicate some airtime to Poco and uh, Boss Gags?
2: You mean if I pass? Yeah, heaven forbid. But
1: uh, oh, yes, absolutely. If I outlive Andy, I'll I'll definitely play a whole bunch of songs. In, in Ken, do you memory. think
2: do you think you would cry if if you outlived me? Yeah, I might. I've been working on I've been working on crying on cue. Uh Just in case,
1: can can, can we see, can we see you do? Oh, I
2: don't have it down yet, but but just in case, Uh, you know, I'll have it. By the time you go, I'll have it. Okay. no one will know. No one will know. It's not sincere.
1: You
3: sure you got it down?
2: down. Oh, my God, I'm going to be so convincing.
3: Well, this is what I was thinking. You could do the station ID, Ken. You could record yourself weeping of doing the station ID and just play that every hour. Just 24 hours of Poko
2: And why don't we why don't we record a eulogy for each other and just have it ready to go? I haven't we done that? So God forbid, if you if you pass first, you just have to hit play. You can take the day off. Yeah, it's
1: like the Bob Dylan advanced obituary yeah, tape. I
2: could go, I could go to the movies. I'll just have uh, I'll just have someone there play uh, hit play.
1: All right. Uh, yeah, add that. Add this to your list. Although I think we may have done it.
2: <laughs> may have done it.
1: Well if you die now, I'm gonna feel really bad. But
2: uh Where are you gonna I, die?
1: What if I die in a week? Will you still feel bad? Will you still feel responsible? Yeah, I feel terrible. If I you if know, I die in a this, week.
2: You mean if this is your last show? Oh my god.
1: What if I died in three months? Would you feel that you were responsible then?
3: No, I guess I'd feel nothing, yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's the, the sweet spot somewhere in between a week and yeah. three months. Yeah.
3: Well, so Dan, guess...
1: Dan, it's been great talking to you, but do you have uh, one final question, maybe?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, it was mentioned last week, the, the energy's going down, guys. You know, the show, you used to, you used to kind of commit to ideas. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: What What do you think went wrong? You know, what?
2: I think I I can't speak for Ken, but I know it happened on my case. Yeah, what happened? I didn't die. I got old. I'm sixty. I'm sixty-eight. Maybe Ken and I should alternate weeks where we where we're one of us is upbeat and energetic and into it. We should get that coin out again and start flipping it.
1: Yeah, or at least stand it on its edge <laughs> to add, <laughs> add some tension to the hour.
2: Um it's true we were it's true there was a period I think yeah when when it was new uh we would do pre-production and and uh and record stuff in advance and uh and and even rehearse a little bits I don't know but I think that's I think that's not surprising like if you look at Letterman in his uh last few years you know on CBS I think you just get into a groove and it becomes a, a kind of a different show
3: Yeah, I mean, I didn't need to, I I don't want to end on a downer. It's uh, it's a fantastic show. I've been listening to it for- I have to say,
2: Dan, I've known you for a half hour. And in my opinion, your energy's also gone down. Like the 20 minute mark. You just don't seem to be as into this little interview. Yeah, you lost the will to live. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, 28 minutes ago, you were on top of things. You were dynamic and you were more engaged. Just an observation.
1: You're half the Dan you used to
3: be, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Let's let's end it now. On, on no, own.
2: no, no. This was actually a great interview. Uh, this was really fun.
1: <sighs> yeah, thank and, you, Dan.
2: And thanks for your support in the past. And uh, it was really great meeting you.
1: And I'll, I'll, Dan, I'll send you a copy of this tape, and I'll also email you uh, before we air it. It's going to be a couple of weeks before I air it because I'm yeah, editing too. them kind of in order that they came in.
2: Yeah, to give him time to give him time to change his name.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: (laughs) I uh, divorced my wife. No, I really love the show, guys. uh, Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh,
2: thanks, brother. This was really fun. It really was.
1: Thanks, Dan. Have a good night. Bye-bye. you've been listening to part three out of six of the seven second delay listener interview shows which we are airing while andy breckman is in toronto on the west side of toronto uh on the movie lot where they're shooting the new monk movie if you want to stop by and say hello and uh pay careful attention to whether andy's writing Uh, which he shouldn't be doing because there's a Hollywood writer's strike up there. So, uh, yeah, bring your camera and uh, hang out outside the movie lot. Uh, This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. Just a quick note, we would like to thank the four volunteers who helped us Uh, Pack up marathon swag today. That was Jody and Clinton and our own Elvis and Robbie. And if you would like to help us do the same, please contact our volunteer director, Scott, at scott at wfmu.org. And another quick note about WFMU Land, our venue, Monty Hall, has reopened and we are showing a movie this Sunday night. It's a new documentary called What the Hell? happened to blood sweat and tears and it tells the story of blood sweat and tears as the first rock band to ever get cancelled uh following their nixon sponsored visit to uh to bring the gospel of freedom and rock and roll behind the iron curtain and they performed in yugoslavia romania and poland and then when they came back everybody hated them hated them as much as you could possibly hate a band. The right wing hated them. The left wing hated them. The hippies hated them. The man hated them. And it was over as quick as it began for Blood, Sweat and Tears. Coming up next, we have Weekly World Blues with Matt Five Ash. Oh.
3: And this is the sound of the blues scale. The blues scale is very simple, very useful, but also very simple to build. All you have to do is know your minor pentatonic scales. So in this case I was playing A.
4: come so many different ways until it's kind of hard to explain.